the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money invested, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Big stories out there today. Good stories, I would say, all things considered, because it's earning season. Therefore, we can draw upon that for our content on a lot of levels. Um, with that in mind, be cautious and be intelligent. Um, I think it's kind of super important that you are. Certainly, almost a clean sweep of better-than-expected earnings results after the market yesterday. And when I say clean sweep, I'm talking about big boys, big players. Alphabet, Starbucks, Intel. Now, when I say Alphabet, I'm talking Google. Every now and then, I just have to stop myself and say that, right? Amazon did not come up big. They came up shy of expectations. But Alphabet, tech company, search company, Starbucks, coffee company, work company, Intel, things that go in servers, things that go in PCs. Those are big platforms across the world. Amazon's trading a little bit lower on the news. Google's up, but they also announced a $25 billion stock buyback. But Alphabet's up 8%, Google up 6%, Intel up 5%. And old McDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, and on his farm, he had a restaurant, McDonald's. You can throw that one in the mix today. Reported better than reported inline results. On better than expected, 6.5% increase in global comparable same-store sales. Then you also get GDP numbers for the second quarter. Now, the quarters are what? January, February, March, April, May, June. Here we are in July looking back at April, May, June. That's in the news. GDP increased at a seasonally adjusted rate of 2.1%. Expectations are about for 1.8%. Now, keep in mind, this number may change. There's revisions to it. In the first quarter, we saw our GDP grow 3.1%, so 3.1 down to 2.1, 3.1 to 2.1. That's a pretty big drop. The key takeaway from the GDP number is that it revealed some impressive strength in U.S. consumer, evidenced by the 4.3% growth in personal consumption expenditures, which was the second highest over the past 16 quarters. Okay. Okay. The surprise on GDP triggered some knee-jerk selling interest in the Treasury market, although losses are still modest. The two-year note sits at 1.85%. That has ticked ever so slightly a different direction to the buying side. Alphabet up 9% today at this point in time. It's bouncing around. Better than expected earnings beat. Now, keep in mind, they're one of those companies that's on the radar of Main Street. And what will the government do? Amazon also in the news. Starbucks in the news. We'll talk about all of these. Oh, I I should mention Mattel, maker of Barbie dolls and Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. They're up today. It's one of those companies that you thought maybe they wouldn't be, in large part due to China. 
their toys are made in China, right? So I'm a big fan of McDonald's. Um, they're consistent. They're not the best food. Everyone knows that. I don't even know if you'd classify it as food at times, right? But they report 5.7% same-store sales growth. That's stunning. You know, Keanu Reeves is sweeping the internet right now by telling the internet you're stunning. Someone at a trade show went, Keanu, you're stunning. And he goes, no, crowd, you're stunning. You're stunning. So Keanu Reeves, who I think America deemed the world's worst actor and we hated on for being too one-dimensional, is suddenly all things fancy on the internet, and we love them. So McDonald's reported same-store sales up a stunning 5.7%. That's a big number. On top of that, uh, earnings kind of in line with expectations. Revenue is kind of in line. But if you want to go write it down and figure out how many McNuggets that buys, please do. $5.34 billion in revenue in the last 90 days. Global same stores were, were, were solid as well. There's nothing wrong with this quarter. You know, every now and then you see a celebrity has a fat son and he gets body shamed for being fat. And he goes, son, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You're perfect for your age. You'll grow into your body. Same thing with this quarter. There's nothing wrong with this quarter. It's a good quarter. They're good in UK. They're good in France. They're good in Germany. They're good in the United States. That's a good quarter. So Alphabet, Google, decided to buy back $25 billion of their own shares. They now face the threat of antitrust action as the Department of Justice is reporting planning to probe the company and announce a separate broad review of big tech in general. But uh, their revenue was about $39 billion for the quarter. Not too shabby. Earnings per share, they blew out of the, the water. Advertising revenue of $32.6 billion versus expectations of, uh, I guess, the same year-over-year number last year was about $28 billion, so $28 billion to $32.6. That's all out there. Alphabet's got something called other bets. Now, you probably know their Pixel phones. You probably know their search engines. But their other bets are things like self-driving car companies. Waymo, their self-driving car, came in at $162 million versus expectations of about $145 million in, in revenue. That's interesting, right? That's interesting to me. Why is that not interesting to you? You're supposed to say that's interesting. They're making money on their self-driving car unit right now. They're they're pulling in revenue. They're pulling in revenue, at least. YouTube was the second largest contributor of revenue growth. And it's just got online growing, going, booming potential. So Google now faces even broader threats to its business under the eye of the United States and foreign antitrust regulators. That's going to be a long story. That's not going away. I wonder how completely it did it go completely go away from Microsoft. Was it just the browser essentially, and then their dominance in Office, Microsoft Office? Was that enough to send send me away? Oh, send me away. Oh, was that enough to send the regulators away? Twitter shares surge after earnings report shows growth in daily users. Twitter and Snap are both benefiting by because they're not named Google right now, nor are they named Facebook. And they're kind of doing an okay thing. Twitter reported earnings that beat analysts' expectations on the top revenue and bottom earning lines. Twitter reported strong user and advertising revenue growth for the quarter. In the first quarterly report with a new measurement of engagement, monetizable daily active users. You can't keep up with all this, with all these words, right? But they came in at 139 million people. Twitter rep- 
reported guidance or provided guidance, I guess is the right way of, of saying it because it's not reported as much as it's it's given. They expect revenues to be between $815 and $875 million. Income to range from 45 to $80 million. And they see operating expenses growing. Solid quarter. Not blowout quarter. Solid quarter for Twitter. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Best prepared, but not a definitive pure play, is ConAgra. ConAgra is to food what semiconductors are to PCs. They're important. I was going to say PC, what Intel is, but they're a big part of the ecology. The other big players in meat, in my opinion, Unilever and Nestle. I don't know if Ben & Jerry's is still owned by Unilever, but at one point in time they were. And it kind of shows you, like, I thought Ben & Jerry's were, was a bunch of hippies. I thought these hippies... uh. I, 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 I thought they made ice cream and gave money to people. They're owned by a big company? Yeah, big companies kind of rock the food world. The worst prepared for alternative meat are Hershey, Costco, and Amazon. Costco in particular because they sell a lot of meat, and the Beyond Meats of the world aren't ready to sell a lot of themselves. They just don't have the manufacturing capabilities. They will. Will faux meat come to Costco? Yeah. Demand for faux meat has been booming, running, bumming, gunning. It's boom, 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 it's out of here. It's huge. In sports, it's it's hitting the bomb right now. I'd call fake meat all that in a bucket of chicken, but something seems wrong with that. Bolstering prospects for Beyond Meat, ticker symbol BYND, hottest stock of the year. And Impossible Foods, not publicly traded yet. But when they do, holy mackerel. You know who did who did wise by waiting was Impossible Foods. Holy mackerel. Beyond Meat beating them to the IPO, insiders could have made so much more money. Now, Dunkin' Brands this week introduced a Beyond Sausage breakfast sandwich. What's funny about sausage and Beyond Meat is sausage is supposed to be like accumulation of the parts, right? You take the pig head, the pig foot, the pig tail. Oh, yeah, throw in a little pig butt for good measure and put it in a grinder and out comes sausage. And now, oddly enough, sausage is is animal free at Dunkin' Donuts. Thank you. I love the little sizzling noise. Nothing smells so good as flesh on the Barbie. Alternative proteins, big category now. It includes plant-based substitutes for animal-based foods. They're expected to capture 10% of the meat market in 15 years and are now worth around $19.5 billion. 10% 10% of the meat market. Now, I made my kids spaghetti yesterday because I'm dad of the year. But I made it with, with red meat. And you know what? When you put that red sauce and garlic and little Worcestershire in it and oregano, do you really taste the red meat? Or Because I've done turkey before and they can't tell. Eh, maybe a little bit, right? Um, and oddly enough, I've done sausage before. They can tell because it's spicy. Alternative proteins are it, it, to capture 10% of the meat market. Think about that for a second. All your 10 friends, you and nine friends eat hamburgers this weekend. It's like basically saying one says, I want a veggie burger. 10% of the meat market in 15 years would be about $19.5 billion. The alternative meat groups that are out there are saying cow farts or cow supply chains account for about 14.5% of global greenhouse gases. 
I, I see that as a win. I see millennials as saying that's a win. If I want to have a baby and I don't want to have a baby because I got college debt, I want to have a baby, but I can't have a baby because I can't afford a house. I want to have a baby, but I don't want to have a baby because of greenhouse gases. Maybe some of these things start to alleviate over time. ConAgra and other top ranked firms and study have a proactive strategy. They're not sitting by and saying, okay, beyond meat, impossible, go do your thing. ConAgra's garden meat alternative saw its share of the meat alternative market rise to 11% in 2008 from 6% in 2013. Nestle is launching its own awesome burger and expects plant-based sales to reach $1 million within 10 years. So good for them. Three of the, wor- uh, the worst position to push forward in the meat alternatives I already said Hershey, Amazon, and Costco. These companies recognize that they have exposure to animal proteins, but haven't recognized the risks linked to those supply chains or communicated that to investors in public disclosures yet. Hershey is known for their iconic milk chocolate. It's a dairy milk from cows. It's primary animal protein that's used in their products. Given that the FDA has a standard of identity for milk chocolate in the United States, it requires the use of dairy milk in order to be called a milk chocolate. Expect the use of milk for the foreseeable future. So Hershey has to go out and say, we're using cows. They've committed to set science-based emissions targets within two years. So Hershey's is trying to do what they can with their commodities and their annual animal protein segments. Amazon's been lacking a strategic plan for climate change and animal proteins. They're merchandising an extensive portfolio of meat and dairy alternatives, but they're also expanding their meat and dairy portfolio. So Amazon is kind of no bueno. And Costco sells 90 million rotisserie chickens a year. And that drives a lot of traffic to their stores. And if people start eating faux meat, and I don't think there's a faux rotisserie chicken yet, but there is faux chicken. For, for, for those of those listeners who don't know the word fake, it's faux. Faux is fake. It's French. I'm kind of complicated. You may need a dictionary to listen to this show. So Costco doesn't adequately report how it plans to reduce the risk of that meat supply chain. While it's expanded its range of plant-based offerings, it has limited innovation in their own brands. Worthy of note that... um. Costco and fake meat in situations along those lines. Just a couple years ago, we weren't talking fake meat. We were talking uh, eggs that come from cageless chickens. That was a big rubble, 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 rubble. And, and now, not so much. It's still happening, but we've moved on to the next fight even before the cageless chicken debate has come to an end. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I love you. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Boy, I got a little bit of phlegm in my throat today. A big wet winter caused... A big allergy season, and I have to think that it's helped companies like CVS and Walgreens get more traffic in their stores, as people say, <clears throat> as they get the black lung and the phlegm lung and the, the mucus in the eyes and things like that, they say, let's go to the drugstore and pick up some drugs, and then you go, ooh, there's a Coca-Cola on the, on, the, on the shelf. They drive you in for what you need, and then they sell you what you don't need. Anyhow, and anyway, I want to talk a little bit um Apple. They're going to report earnings next week. This has been a big earnings week for Google. Solid numbers. Facebook, solid numbers. Amazon, not so solid. Starbucks, solid numbers. McDonald's, solid numbers. Like The way you play this 
in earnings season, like it almost gives a little bit of a pass now for the next 90 days if you have the solid numbers. Or solid outlooks, even more important, right? If you have a surprise miss, you may get penalized. But typically only if you lower the expectations going forward. So Apple's going to report on July 30th. And I own shares of Apple. What does it mean to me? Not that much. But a lot of exchange-traded funds own a lot of Apple. A lot of index funds own a lot of Apple. Apple makes up 5% of cap-weighted large-cap funds on average. So if they have a bad day, the whole stock market can have a bad day. I think there was a song on Game of Thrones. So you had a bad day. You lost your head. No. Um, bad days suck. But that doesn't. If, if Apple pulls down the market, that's a buying opportunity for the market. In theory, consultant burger rise over taking the action in its expansion. But you get the idea. Um, now, whether Apple owns too much of an index or not, it, it, it's it's almost like a lost cause at this point. A lot of concerns about waning iPhone demand and other issues. I just feel like the phones don't differ that much year to year right now. And when they do differ, it's like, oh, that's nice. I feel the software is improving hella nice, especially in the photos. It should be said that, you know, um, the stock has gained 32% in 2009. Dun, dun, dun. That makes me want to throw a dance party. Hey, everyone, it's Rob Black's dance party coming this week or coming this summer to a, a sh- station near you. Do you know how bad of a dancer I am? <laughs> I'm miserably bad. I don't think I've danced in the last 10 weddings I've been to. I don't think I've danced a minute. And that's sad because I have loved ones who want to dance. So analysts say bye on... Apple. But there's also a lot of people saying, you know, what inflection is ahead? 2019 pattern is similar to the bullish setups for the stock after tests of rising to its 200-day moving average. A lot of people think it breaks above 210, 215 and goes straight to 243. I'm not that kind of guy. What kind of guy are you? Well, I'm not the kind of guy that believes in, in technical charts. Always work. Technicians have a point. They have a play. I totally get it. But people who say, let's take a look at a chart, and this clearly says, um, typically they're trying to sell you that they're smarter than you because they can read a chart, <clears throat> but it's not. One analyst is out there today saying, buy Activision Blizzard. It's down nearly 40% from one year ago, so it's on sale. Stocks tend to grow up, or tend to grow. Let's say if they grow 100% over three years, they tend to pull back and, and give some back. So this one's giving back 40%. That's a lot. I'm with this analyst. Let's take a look at it. They've got an upcoming Call of Duty release, but Fortnite's got a new season coming up. Now, Fortnite's losing a little edge right now to the Minecraft. Do you know who bought Minecraft, who owns Minecraft? No, it's not some Danish Swiss guy who's all into Legos. Microsoft. Oh, my God. No way. Microsoft. Microsoft is a big company, and they own a cool, hip uh, Minecraft, which it's never going away. Well, at least that's what it feels like. It's been pretty popular for a pretty long time. The guy who invented Minecraft, uh, he's considered kind of a playboy. He's a a really rich billionaire for selling to Microsoft in L.A. So he has parties at his house that are, I hear, epic. And you're like, oh, my God, that's that's Drew Barrymore. And you go, oh, my God, that's Hillary Clinton. He has epic parties, and they're like typically booze-fueled, which if you're going to have a party, it should be booze-fueled, right? It's tough for me to say the word booze-fueled. Booze-fueled. Don't mock me. (laughs) I know you're saying you've been waiting to say that for a while. You know why I hate Instagram? Because people show how great their lives are. 
And one of the things that they show that is so great is their freaking fragging wedding. Whether it's your vacation, your ugly kids, the one that annoys me the most is your wedding because you're pushing to other people to say, oh my God, I need a wedding just like that. Look, the bride, she's hugging her, her third child from a fourth husband. And now she's getting married a fifth time. Holy mackerel. I'm not, I'm not shaming wives and mothers. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to shame people who post these really expensive photos of really expensive weddings. Um, the price of the engagement ring is tough enough. The honeymoon is rough. The ceremony and reception is brutal. We don't need to see photos all along the way to make us feel bad that, you know, I had a shotgun wedding with my fat wife who was pregnant with a kid. Ah, I don't need that because now we need to have a second wedding. We're going to get skinny this time, and we're going to get cute photos. $38,700. Weddings don't come cheap. You can buy a pretty good automobile. You know, my brother Mike, surprise, surprise, his first marriage didn't last. He offered his bride, if I just give you $10,000, can we skip the wedding? And she said no. But they got married, and it didn't last very long. Weddings are so expensive that 28% of couples around the world go into debt to pay for them. That's no bueno. The average cost to get married is $38,700. That's a lot of money for a young couple. You should be starting your lives together. not Or you should remember the day forever, not paying for the day forever. So to have a judge or an officiant, as they're called, 300 bucks. Cake and desserts, 550 Invitations, 550 $550 for invitations? I might just I might just evite it. A dress seventeen hundred dollars, flowers eighteen hundred dollars, photography twenty four hundred dollars, a wedding band or a band for the band, a band not for the band for the band. Well, a band for the band. Let's give a hand to the band for the band, everybody. Um, like a three piece little orchestra thing may cost you four thousand dollars. Catering seven thousand dollars. The venue almost ten thousand dollars if you want a nice one. And they know it. They know it. The average wedding in New York City. New York City is $50,000. $50,000. You know what? I may fall in love with a girl from Cleveland because in Cleveland, it's only $22,000. And I'm all about the do-re-mi. I know you're saying you're not going to fall in love with a girl from Cleveland because their ears are attached to their head. I know you're saying, wait, wait, their ears are attached to their head? Yeah, I have a theory that the middle of America. I once went to Chicago and I might have had an edible or I, I don't think I tried to have one, but someone may have given me one because... At one point in the night, I'm looking around. I'm like, everyone's ears are attached to their head. Their earlobes are attached to their head. And I felt like taking scissors and walking around and like cutting people's earlobes to free them. I would have got arrested. But that's my theory on people from the Midwest. They have not quite evolved. They're still in the bovine state or the monkey state where the earlobes are attached to their head. I've got healthy, nice, juicy-looking earlobes that look succulent like a baby lamb. I know you're saying... Please go back to bed. So anyway, um, wedding ceremonies, multiple wedding ceremonies. You think about getting married and buying a house in the same year. Those are two milestone lifetime events, and they're both expensive. You're going to need $50,000 to get a down payment on a house. You're going to need almost $30,000 to $50,000 for a wedding. Elope, ladies and gentlemen, elope. That's my advice. I'm sticking to it. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. New website out there called newfocusfinancial.com. A lot of good downloadables there. Chad did a segment recently on some tests that you can try to give yourself to see if you're able to retire. Doesn't sound like a fun test, but yet it's a test. So cross the board strength, whether it be Twitter, McDonald's, Starbucks, Intel, Alphabet, Amazon not so strong, but kind of sideways. 
I think Amazon's getting poised for another move higher, just like Apple is, technically speaking. For the record, I want to invent a company to be very similar to Twitter, but you're only going to use it when you're on the toilet. You're going to send messages to your friends when you're on your toilet, and, well, it, it, it rhymes with Twitter. <laughs> That's what I think about that, and enough is enough. 800-516-1220 if you want to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Um, taking a look at some of the stories out there, it does feel like Friday during the summer. Beyond Meat Day is today. Stock's up 20 points, sitting at 245. It broke out big time yesterday. A lot of people are trimming the big rally in the in the stock, but it feels like summer right now. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, not the poop one. Because it rhymes with Twitter, but it's no bueno on air. You can also check out newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I try not to bore you on this show like CFP Chad Burton does. Financial planning is not the sexiest thing in the world, and I try to turn stocks sexy. Investing sexy, money sexy, business sexy. It's business time, right? So the GDP number that came out this morning is not sexy. There's no way to like make it like all that in a bucket of chicken. I wish there were, but there's not. When you see GDP coming in at 2.1%, expectations of 1.8, you're like, that's nice. But GDP very much so is what have you done for me months and months and months ago? And Wall Street is about what have you done for me in the future? They say the bond market's smarter than the stock market. Stupid is, stupid does. But the stock market has this crazy thing that it's it, in the short term, it is pretty stupid. It'll go, oh, my God, President Trump just did what? And six months from now, they'll be like, oh, it's all about earnings. So they say the stock market is a little bit about um, the next six months out of the bond markets in real time. The key takeaway from old data like GDP, it's not about the future. It's not even about the now. What you can get out of it is I'm like, yeah, I get it. Things weren't that bad. If things weren't that bad, maybe they're not still not that bad. The key takeaway from the GDP number that comes in at 2.1% is that there's some impressive strength from the U.S. consumer. Some muscle, if you will. 4.3% growth in personal consumption expenditures. That's PCE for you and me. Yeah, you know me on PCE. Um, that's the second highest in the last 16 quarters, and it's it's strong. It's saying the U.S. consumer is good. Now, thank you very much. Don't you wish I just had one hand? Because now I'm going to say, on the other hand, maybe the consumer's spending all that money on credit cards, right? No! Just give me a simple way of analyzing this, Rob. Don't don't convolute it. I'm going to convolute it for you because that's what I do. You know me. I'm the convoluting kind of guy. I know you're saying, that doesn't even make sense. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, money investing and more. Don't be shy. I think that's kind of an important phrase that continues to pay is that you need to take some sort of ownership, if you will, of your retirement. Whether you get there by beg, steal, or borrow, I don't care. My job is to get you there. And I think I'm doing a pretty good job of it. I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate your insight. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. 
cash is king now when it comes to credit card rewards. And people love their credit cards and people love their credit card rewards. I'm a big fan of credit cards. For me, it helps me keep a budget uh, because it categorizes things for me. But a new survey out of creditcards.com said 49% of American adults have a cash back credit card. 49%. I wouldn't have thought it was that high. I use the city, the city 2% cash back on things that don't hit restaurants or, or travel. It's simple. It's easy. You earn 1% when you buy it. You earn 1% when you pay for it. So something costs a dollar, cost me 98 cents in my mind. I'm getting 2% off. And yet Amazon gives you 5% off on purchases with their, with, through Amazon with your credit card. So I use my Amazon card for my Amazon purchases. And on Prime Day, they give you an extra 1%, so it's 6% off. <clears throat> Cashback is a great, great starting point because it's so simple. Think of it as free money. There's different types of credit cards. I think there's cash. There's probably gas. There's airline hotel type cards. There's business cards. Most popular reward categories are groceries, travel, followed by gas and dining. I remember that I don't have a gas card because I do use my Amex, which is kind of my gas card. But I remember not that long ago talking about gas cards that you can get like free gallons of gas after you filled up so many times kind of thing. You're like, woo, that's a perk. And then you drive around stupidly and say things like, uh, this gas tank is paid for by not me. So I, I have credit cards, and I'm comfortable with them. And I think you should have credit cards and be comfortable with them. But you should pay them every month. And if you can't do that, you shouldn't have a credit card. Anyhow, and anyway, that whole Jeffrey Epstein creepy thing going on where he may have been a purveyor of young children have sex with and by young i'm I'm guessing 14 based on the media reports but i don't know could be younger could be older i don't know but he had a lot of access to morgan stanley he got in on 40 stock offerings that you and i probably couldn't get in on and that's kind of what the story is as they're trying to uncover his financial kingdom of i'm not saying morgan stanley did anything with children or anything like that but the guy liked to party Sometimes it was partying with children. Sometimes it was partying with alcohol. I I don't know. But the question is, was he able to get access to IPOs that you and I couldn't? It's an interesting question. And it makes you kind of angry at the system. And you feel kind of rigged. The Dow's rising today as investors respond to news that the U.S. economy grew at an annual rate of 2.1%. Woohoo! But also solid earnings from basically everyone yesterday except for Amazon. Amazon was very meh. Now, Amazon's quarter wasn't bad. It was just meh compared to Amazon. Elizabeth Warren's out there. She's worried about an economic collapse. Unwarranted. Fake news. Um, Twitter's rising on revenue and user growth. The interesting part there is the user growth. A lot like Snap, it came out a much maligned stock because it didn't have their digital story together. They're now getting their digital story together. I don't own it. I hope I don't say in years to come, I don't own it. I wish I would have owned it. I'm taking a harder, longer look at both Snap and Twitter. Um, Don't own them, but I don't want to be in a situation saying, I wish I had owned them. Because their metrics are improving. And that's something Wall Street pays attention to. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.